All right, guys, welcome to the Rewired Life podcast. Got rapid fire questions today uh, between me and Mike. We're actually sitting at the gym right now, chilling in the lobby. Uh, we've got some athletes at Open Gym just destroying a workout on a Friday, and we're going to destroy some questions. So here we go. We're going to jump right in. Uh, rapid fire between me and Mike is uh, we get asked a question from the other person where we don't know what it is, and it's just our gut response. Kind of a three, two, one, go format uh, to kind of hit us off guard and see what our thoughts are. So, hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, let's jump right in. You ready, Mike? Yep. Sweet. Uh, I'll ask you first. Okay, what is one of the biggest time wasters slash lowest return on investment when it comes to exercise that most people fall victim to? Um, talking about exercise in general or yep. like nutrition and lifestyle? We'll go, ooh, I like that. We'll go exercise specific. Exercise yeah. specific. Movement specific. Movement specific. Um, well, I mean, obviously it's, I think it kind of varies depending on mm-hmm. your goals, but like, I think from a strength and conditioning standpoint, in my mind, it's static stretching. <laughs> That's much, a good one. Yeah. As much as a lot of people will argue with me, um, you know, there's been sort of detrimental effects that they've tracked to people who do too much static stretching, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in terms of it causing injuries and reducing your strength and all that sort of stuff. So if true strength and conditioning is your goal, it'd probably be, I'd say, static stretching. Um, If you're somebody that is extremely tight to the point that you can't, uh, you know, your movement patterns are just really, really poor, then you'll probably benefit a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But that that doesn't mean that you need to be spending like 10 to 15 minutes every single day, mm. you know, just doing straight static stretching. I think where most people are like, should be focusing to improve like their movement, which is, is through like actual dynamic motion and, you know, totally agree. Progressing those movements <clears throat> accordingly as needed for whatever their training style yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I think we're probably actually on the same answer on that one. Uh, static stretching specifically to the point of like, when someone's like, well, yeah, I have tight shoulders, mm-hmm. and then all they'll do is statically stretch them, like that that won't work. It's a great way to hurt yourself, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you need your shoulders to work when they're under load and in motion. So, like, dynamic work, positional work, things like that. But static stretching alone won't really get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean it, like... Do I think static stretching is like evil and automatically going to hurt you? No, but it's probably not the most effective use of the time. Yeah, and just like everything, you know, doing it a little bit is probably de- definitely beneficial. For sure. But, you know, everyone knows those people that are doing it every single day. They do it to warm up. They do it to cool down. You know, I think it's a byproduct of going through, like, middle school, right, and being yeah. taught by your gym teacher to do that. For sure. And now, you know, a lot of the higher-end athletes, they actually really discourage that because mm-hmm. it just leads to, you know, when your muscle moves further than as you sort of reach the end, end of your range of motion – more pressure is going on your joints and that's mm-hmm. when people start to get soft tissue injuries which is the last thing anybody wants yep yep cool that's a good answer mike i like it nice. all right all right easy one um so i have what is the number one tip you would give to all new trainees so basically a blanket tip to every single person that's new to training um let's say like like newer to training so not like an athlete coming into the gym but like i've never worked out before what's one thing that they could all Bye-bye. Love it. That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, there's a lot you could give here. I think a big one 
that's so simple and so overlooked but actually really helpful is make a plan that has a really high probability you could stick with it for six to 12 months. Perfect. That's exactly what I was like, <laughs> I, a lot of people listening to this are like, you know, people start and stop workout routines based on emotional decisions, mm-hmm. right? Particularly starting them. Yeah, I was tired of, you know, hanging out with all the other parents at the park and my, you know, my kid called me fat or I got a high school reunion coming up or the beach season is coming or like whatever the reason is, right? Like it's usually an emotionally driven thing. That doesn't mean we always make great sound decisions in, in that. One of the things you can do to really help yourself is figure out, okay, I can legitimately commit to three times a week coming to an actual class workout, mm-hmm. or I can commit to four times a week and I'm going to do one, you know, easy, fun outdoor activity on the weekends, no matter what, mm-hmm. or even for the person that's like getting off the couch and you're very deconditioned and you need to start very, very basic, a proud of you. Good job for doing something. But B like start with something as simple as go for 10 minute walks every single day for 30 days. Yep. Like you don't need three a day workouts right away. You just need to find something that's super simple, super linear, and you can actually stick to it for the long haul. You'll do a lot better than the yo-yo effect. Perfect. All in and then you're done in 30 days. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess my initial gut response when I wrote this yesterday was it doesn't really matter what you're doing necessarily as long as you're consistent. Mm. You know, like anything is better than trying to find like the perfect thing but just being consistent over the mm-hmm. long term and how going to do with that mindset is yep. going to be the key to getting results yep. so cool I like it uh, okay mine for you training and lifestyle related one I think uh, what do you say to the person that tries to convince themselves they're too busy to train I mean I always have trouble answering this question because I don't have kids sure and I mean people that have kids <laughs> come from a whole different mindset but I mean I think it's you know if it's something that you're really interested in and you know like you're really dedicated to it kind of just has to become part of your routine yeah you know I mean I know people with kids they say it's like impossible I mean we know a lot of moms with like tiny babies who come in here and kick ass every single day true you know like and not only that but they'll have a baby plus three other kids and they drag them all in I mean I guess pre-covid they did that yeah um but they get it done right so yeah. like it's definitely possible so I think, you know, especially when you have kids, right? It's like having that routine is mm-hmm. so important. So you just have to basically commit to making it part of your routine and, you know, you build your schedule around that mm-hmm. as difficult as it can be sometimes. You know, like for me with my work stuff, my schedule is all over the place. Um, but, you know, in on my calendar every single day from 1130 to 1, so I have a little wiggle on each side, I have that blocked out on my calendar because mm-hmm. that's when I work out. Bingo. And, you know, and it's just always like that. So like I have a, I have a virtual assistant to like schedule appointments and stuff for me now. And so he's uses like an online application to do it. But when he does that, he doesn't schedule between 1130 and one because he can see that he can see that it's blocked out Perfect. every single day. Um, and you know, some days if I'm really crunched, that workout's literally like 15 minutes. Right. And I'll be like, cool, I'm going to, you know, go and crush whatever I was going to do. I'll go for like a, a run. I'll do like Cindy. I'll do something really simple. Sure. And then if I have a little bit more time, then I'll do something longer. But it's basically, you know, it kind of goes back to that first question yep. too. Of if you're consistent, you're going to make progress. You're going to yes. at least, you know, maintain where you're at. But if you stop altogether, then you definitely need to, you know, rope something into your schedule and make yep. it, make it a consistent part of your day. I, so, I think you crushed that answer. Cool. Yeah, that's really good. 
like at the end of the day, we spend our time the way we want to spend our time. So I, I'm empathetic to the person that's, especially now I get it. Like school's not in session. People's lives have been uprooted. Schedules have changed. There's less control. There's less normalcy, uh, given COVID situation. But at the end of the day, like what really, really matters to you, you will make time for mm-hmm. period. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's no sugarcoating that. That's just reality, and that's the most loving thing we can tell you. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Good answer, Mike. Well yeah. done. Yeah, thanks. Um, so the question that I had is kind of very similar to the one that you started with. Okay. So what I had is, what do you think is the most overrated exercise? So is, is that different enough? You want to? Oh yeah, I think it's great. Right. Um, do you want to put any parameters on that, or just in general? Um, so I mean, I, I think something that we would do in here. Okay. I mean, obviously, if you're gonna go to like a global gym, you could pick anything on yep. there. But yep. like, there's tons of stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good girl, bad girl machine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the most is it over over o- overrated exercise. Overrated. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh man, I'm gonna offend everybody on this one, one way or another. I don't even know what my answer is yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna answer this kind of in two different ways. One of overrated meaning I think people should do significantly less of it uh, is kipping. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do. Um, there's a time and a place for kipping. Uh, I think for the right person, there is a benefit to knowing it as a skill, a proper use for it based on that person's training and goals and the intent of what they're doing. Uh, but for the everyday average person, spend so much less time kipping and work on mastering strict movements. Um, you can be a phenomenal athlete and probably never kip for the next year and be just fine. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's dumb. I don't think it's stupid. I don't, you know, obviously we do it. We teach it. Um, we obviously have a very big emphasis on do strikes first and master them and get good at them. And then if and when you're at a spot where you plan to compete in this as a sport, you should probably know how to kip and how to do it safely, effectively, and well. Don't just try and figure it out on your own. Actually, have a coach talk you through how to do it, why we do it a certain way, all of that. But that's one where I think um, most people would benefit of – spending a lot more time doing strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd probably throw that in there. Of one that I think it's just overdone and a very low return is kipping. Well, it's, it's for, you know, it's all about application, right? Yes. You know, because when you're kipping, you're no longer doing like an upper body strengthening, you know, back strengthening exercise. You're now doing a core extremity movement, core to extremity movement with the goal basically being maximizing your, your work volume. Yep. Um, so, you know, people who resort to that in an effort to get better pull-ups quote-unquote correct it's definitely overrated yes yeah if the only reason you're doing it is so you can get more reps in a shorter period of time you, you gotta you gotta peel that all the way back yeah to its core and be like and make sure ah, that's that, probably not a good idea make sure that's actually your goal correct right? like if yeah. your goal is to get stronger and you know build muscle it's yep. probably not the best way correct. to go about it yep but. um I'd, I'd probably stick with that answer i think <clears throat> What's a good way to, to phrase this out? Um, I'm going to go kind of a general programming answer on this one is Metcons for the sake of Metcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little bit like th- more of a 30,000 view look on this as opposed to a specific exercise, but like 
just doing a Metcon for the sake of doing a Metcon, not for and having any intent or purpose. Um, that's probably a big one of like, in my opinion, Metcon should only ever involve movements you've mastered, mm-hmm. period. Don't put a brand new skill that you're not good at yet in a Metcon. Like learn how to do movements you mastered at an intentional pace that captures the stimulus you're going for that day. Um, as opposed to just throwing random crap together and hopefully it gets you fitter. Totally. And I think that the key, basically you said there, is like the stimulus you're going for for the day, which especially for a lot of newer people or, you know, people who aren't, I don't know, even like fitness dorks, right? They kind of overlook that. Yes. And the goal is 100%. I need to feel like I got my ass kicked. Yes. You know, you see that all the time. Yes. And uh, it's, I mean, it's a hard mindset to get out of. I mean, I'm sure you've been there. I know I was there for yeah. like a long time. But then as you start to get more serious into training or, you know, you... Um, especially if you're doing stuff for yourself, really thinking about like, you know, what you've done already that week. And then if you, if Metcon is necessary, you know, what stimuluses do you need to train? Whether that be, you know, mm-hmm. have you gone light all week? You need to go heavy. Was everything this week short? You need to do something a little bit longer. You need like a, you know, so like something that's more body weight focused. Cause you've mm-hmm. been under load all week. Um, and sort of programming that way, as opposed to this will be hard. Yeah. Let's do that. Cause yeah. I'll get better if it's hard every day. Which yes. Is, Tends to be counterproductive after Correct. a while. Might work for a couple months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're starting out, it'll work yeah. for a couple of years. You know? Yeah. For, I mean, legitimately, it will. Yeah. Um, and then you start to get hurt. You start to get burned yeah. out. You know, you start to have all sorts of health issues even. I mean, yeah. that was my thing was did that for five years and, you know, your hormones tank and all that yeah. sort of stuff because you get all sorts of stuff going yeah. on. But, yeah. Um, I think to the person that's listening to that, that let's be honest, it, it's, it's a tough mindset to break in some, mm-hmm. in some athletes. Um Usually you need to go too far one direction yeah. for it to kind of course correct, which we've both done that at different times and, you know, at different levels of ability. Like we've both overdone it and eventually our body was like, freaking stop or yeah. I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, and realizing like you can be super connected to your training. You can have phenomenal results and you can actually, in my opinion, have a lot of different goals and intents as, as an athlete and still not have to like be passed out on your back at the end of every workout. It usually takes doing it wrongly and Mm -hmm. overdoing it for far too long for people to come around to that. Yeah. Where they just, you know, the classic like die hard, I'm going to go hard every day and CrossFit. That's how I'm going to get fitter. And I'm like, yeah, that might work for a little while. Like to be perfectly honest, like that probably will, but there'll come a day where you're burned out. You're tired. You're actually not getting better. You're going backwards. Your nutrition sucks, your sleep sucks, your overall performance is starting to tank, you're actually not getting stronger, you're actually not moving better, Mm -hmm. you're actually having all these ailments that you overlooked and trained around for a long enough time, and now we gotta go undo all that shit you just created across the last year. Yeah, and that's really hard. That's so hard. That's really hard, that's harder than getting started to begin with. Dude, like, it's so much easier to just build slow and build well. Yeah than it is to like build fast and fix it later. Yeah. I'm like, like, but that's not how we function society. Even though we're so far past the six minute abs, yes, you know, yeah, we're still yeah. in like the, you know, every facet of life, right? Oh, you can make $10,000 this month. If you yeah. do whatever business BS, yeah. you know, you just buy my course for a thousand bucks. And it, dude, it's rampant in the fitness yeah. world. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it crazy. really is. I know. And every time there's an opportunity, I don't know. All the all the vultures come out. Oh yeah. Right. You know, I, I got I've been getting so many ads since the lockdown stuff started. Just like 
get in the best shape of your life yeah. while you're sitting at home and those like have like some jack dude like yeah. doing air squats in his living room and it's like next to a really nice car <laughs> yeah it's right. always a really nice car <laughs> yeah, right. never understood that in like their penthouse yeah. apartment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So funny. yeah that's that's a good one okay uh one that i've got for you this is a little bit bigger of one but i'm curious um given i think you're gonna have a really good perspective on this Given the current fitness market, specifically in Spokane, what do you think is missing for brick and mortar gyms? Oh man, specifically for Spokane. Yeah, specifically for Spokane, kind of where we're at market 2020, what do you think is missing for brick and mortar fitness gyms? Oh man, that's so hard because like my perspective now is 100% different than it would have been Mm. in March. Yeah. you know like or i mean even pre all this this crossfit drama um i mean in terms of like a gap in the market something that i would think would be have potential i don't know if there's a good like weightlifting gym here mm-hmm. like an actual true weightlifting gym yeah. um i know there's a place down by north town mall called titan fitness um, and I know that they <clears throat> used to advertise as like a strength training gym, but I drive past every so often now. I say they started to have like skiers in there and like uh, all yeah. sort of stuff. So I'm like, I feel like they're going towards the functional fitness realms because I mean, that's where the market is in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that probably the biggest gap that there would be potential interest in Spokane is like an OPEX style training yeah. facility where there's like a true one-on-one all-inclusive like training setup, you know, where you go and you have your coach, you know, those are very expensive that they do, you know, where they $4,500 a month, yep. but you have a coach that is holds you accountable for not only your training, you know, but they like, you know, they write up your very specific workout. They have you test everything. They retest everything all the time. They dial in your nutrition, they dial in your recovery. Like I've heard some of those, they even do like blood tests and things like mm-hmm. that. Like they get really, really into the weeds. And uh, I feel like as Spokane grows and there's more and more, I guess sort of like high paying jobs here mm-hmm. that there could be an interest in that. I think you're right. Um, but there's like, I don't think there's anything close to that here right now. No. You might know it differently, but. No, I, I mean, this is probably biased. The individual design that we have and offer out of here is the closest I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's someone else out there doing that as well. Yeah. Uh, we're by no means the first. Um, and we do it on a very small scale. Mm-hmm. But it's specifically like an OPEX model that's completely personalized, very high price tag, very high return. Um, looking at, you know, people that understand the value in investing hundreds of dollars a month into their Mm -hmm. own fitness development that want a coach literally to tell them all of it. Yeah, exactly. I I think, I think it's coming. I don't know if we're quite there yet. There's that one out in Coeur d'Alene. Cause I went and checked that out for a little bit last year and like they have, you know, like a bod pod in there. Like they want you to be checking your body comp on like a regular basis. Like the guy had like a whole, like blood panel that he wanted Mm -hmm. you to get done. And then he was going to help basically create like a, nutrition plan based off that and yeah like it was extremely a sort of extensive setup to like figure out what your actual programming was i mean we spent uh 
two weeks. Like I did like a two week trial there and it was like all the tests. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they didn't like do the actual programming and then he was like, oh, it'll be like, you know, 400 bucks a month. And I was like, ooh, yeah. I'm, I don't know if I need you that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I think it'll, it'll get here eventually. I don't know if there'll be an actual OPEX model. Yeah. Um, but I think that I think that'll eventually be here. I could see a Kendall Yards area doing well with that. Yeah. I could see North Spokane doing well with that. Maybe South Hill. I don't, like it's it's got to be a. It's got to be an area where the the nice part about that model is. Between fifty and a hundred clients uh, and two coaches can mm-hmm. run the entire thing on a lot smaller f- footprint. Um, I think if there was one right now, I think it would really struggle in Spokane. Yeah, not, yeah, especially with everything going on now. Yes, but. yeah, yeah. In a great economy in a few years in Spokane, yeah, it, it'll probably happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. For me, I'd maybe say uh, like a a legitimate like functional bodybuilding gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll be here eventually in the next few years. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's really here yet. I don't think there's one that can legitimately say they're doing that. There's close variations of that, but like uh, a metabolic style gym, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it'll be here eventually. It's it's coming uh, and be run well and branded well, but not not quite there yet. Close though. Yeah. Close though. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's hard to predict the future now since the I, it's, industry it's, is just in flux. Gym industry is taking a complete purge and shakedown. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Either way, I think that we need less like hit gyms for the sake of hit gyms. Yeah. Just we've had yeah. enough of those. Yeah. You know, just like just like there's enough twenty four hour fitnesses and, and you know, that, that sort of style global gyms that are all just I don't know, the same thing and they're trying to get numbers to the door. Sorry if you own one of these hit gyms, but if you all disappear, I don't think anyone will be too sad or that the fitness industry will be, I don't know, hurt too badly by that. Yeah. Um, All right. So I have one more for you. Um, So we were talking before about, you know, the guy with the Ferrari trying to sell his whatever during COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is something that I sort of contemplate a lot and it's tricky in the health and fitness space because there's so much just sort of BS out there. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite source for health and fitness knowledge and information? Purely on the knowledge and information side? Yeah, so like, you know, for, I guess, to keep up with stuff, right, that's like sort of coming out, you know, that isn't BS. Mm. You know, like, because like, if you listen to, it's like a lot of like the fitness podcasts and things like that, I mean, if you listen to a lot of them, they're almost just like the advertisement for whatever the new product that someone's mm-hmm. pushing is or whatever the new diet is. You know, like I used to listen to like the barbell shrug guys a lot and I've listened to them for like over a year now because it was like, oh, there's this new supplement line. There's mm-hmm. guys going to come on here and plug it. You know, it's like, oh, now we're going to talk about the carnivore diet mm-hmm. and why it's what you should be doing. And now it's the keto diet. You should do that instead. And now it's like whatever neck sleeping yep. device you know yeah um but uh yeah it's like what do you think is a good way to do that? like what's a good source if i'm looking specifically for like knowledge almost data driven but like 
the knowledge side of coaching. Um, I probably go to, to my two main sources, OPEX, their website, uh, and their, uh, their, you know, I would say research that they put out. Uh, I trust that a lot. It's well, you know, well thought, well branded. Um, and usually it's stuff that I'm interested in of like, okay, why periodized conditioning need, has an optimal position across 12 weeks to look like this. Like that's stuff that probably only a coach or maybe someone like you, it's like just highly interested in this stuff would yeah. find fascinating. I like reading. That's the nerdy side of me. That's like, Oh, I want to read about that. Or, you know, direct effect from REM cycle to caffeine intake or, you know, uh, why triphasic strength training has gotten so much more popularity in the last, mm-hmm. like, like things where I'm like, the general population is not going to have any clue what I'm talking about, but yeah. I'm going to nerd out over that stuff. I'd say between OPEX and like PubMed, yeah. like literally looking at research. Mm-hmm. Um, I like both of those. I value both of those. I think they're interesting, but I think for the general, the general population that wants to get like questions answered um, about, you know, so is it true that blank or like, what are your thoughts on blank? Like, which comes in a lot. Have a trusted source that you'd be comfortable asking a lot of questions mm-hmm. in the fitness space. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very deviated yeah. now of like, well, we have doctors and then we have PTs and then we have nutritionists and we have strength coaches and we have, and we have specialists in all of those fields. And I think find one where you would trust asking he or she's opinion on a lot of different areas of fitness mm-hmm. and knowing it's okay to like go talk to a specialist too. Um, if I break my spine, I want to go talk to a specialist. Yeah, I do. Like, I'm not going to go ask the person on Instagram what their opinion is on spinal fractures, mm-hmm. but in like general, well, there's a podcast duo. We are on a podcast. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that was Danny and Rick. They're a really good looking couple. They're now been on the podcast. It's official. Probably have to have them like sign a release waiver now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But I think there's there's value in having um, there's value in having a coach and or a trusted source that is someone that knows their stuff, but is also someone that's like, okay, that question you're wanting, that's kind of beyond my scope. Mm-hmm. But here's who I would go ask. Yeah, it's um, so hard though, because even like a lot of those people, I mean, they all have their own opinions mm-hmm. that may or may not be correct. And one of the things that I hate now too is. You see so many people that like reference like, oh, there's this study that came out that like showed whatever. And it's like, yeah, it was 14 white college age males, you know, and it's like (laughs) that is not a sample size that applies to a 30 year old mom. It's like, I'm sorry. It just doesn't. By the way, that (laughs) study was funded by Big Pharma. Exactly. Like, you know, it's there's it's so skewed, to be honest, Uh, which is sad, but it's a reality. Um, or like the, some of the things and like even the way that they go through some of those tests I remember there was one uh, I can't remember what it was but it was like I want to say it was testing a supplement and it was like this the supplement com- directly contributed to quad development in college age male athletes but then you read the study and what they actually did is they had them just do a ton of leg extensions for like a <laughs> month it's like oh really they just did a ton of leg and they got huge quads they That's did a, shocking. Yeah, yeah. They, they, did, they did a quad yeah. isometric, uh, a quad isolation exercise, yeah. and their quads grew. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they were doing, yeah. you know. It was like, yeah, what, what they were taking. But and I'm sure this will offend some listeners, but it's probably okay to be offended on this one. Like we live in the day and age where 
everybody's an expert mm-hmm. and nobody knows shit. Exactly. Like, and, 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 and you just got to be aware of that. Like I have to be aware of that about myself. Like I don't know everything mm-hmm. about health and fitness. I think I know quite a bit, but I'll tell you if I don't know the answer, like, okay, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but here's who I would go ask. Yeah. Or like, here's what I would think about. Or, you know, the person, the classic person that comes in while well, I was reading this, I was reading this research on, uh, you know, that when it comes to strength training, you should do X, Y, Z and you should never do ABC. And I'm like, okay, you read an article on T nation yeah. that now makes you an expert. Yeah, yeah. And like, to me, I'm like, I, part of me, like that makes my skin hot just thinking about it. Cause that's the day and age we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other part is real, realize like that's where our culture's at mm-hmm. and that's where the consumer's mindset is at. And sifting through the bull crap is mm-hmm. part of what I can do to help them as a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. So like not calling on like, well, you're dumb for reading that more of like, Hey, well, let's think about it this way. Um, well, it's funny. And I've, I've heard other coaches like long, like 20, 30 year coaches say this too, that you always got to be skeptical for the person that knows the exact answer to your question. Bingo. You know, basically it goes up like somebody who's new, they'll be like, Oh, I have no idea. And then somebody who, is kind of full of it or is like starting to get knowledge don't really know they will absolutely know the answer yes. to like what's correct i yes. mean everybody can yeah. i think relate to this you know you go to you can go to work and this person's like well if you want to lose weight this is exactly what you have yeah. to do and it's like okay person in accounting um but then as people sort of cross that threshold into being really knowledgeable and having a wider understanding of the space a lot of the answers like you know start with well it depends you know what are your goals it's a, good, it's a good way to like sift through if someone really knows the answer in the yeah. fitness world is 99% of the time the answer starts with, well, that depends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to listen to what you have to say yeah. now because they're probably pretty knowledgeable. Yeah. But it, it's true in that like in the day and age of uh, everybody's a fitness expert, yeah. that's just something you have to be able to sift through. I also think it's a marker of – if you're truly like put in time, I, and I'm 16 years in as a strength and conditioning coach, um, I feel like I'm, I, I do know a fair amount. I'm also just getting ready to scratch the surface. Totally. Of yeah. like, I don't want to stop learning. I don't ever want to get to the point where like, I already know that I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. Like, A, that's boring and I'll go backwards as a career. Yeah. But like, if you genuinely love and care about this stuff, you'll never stop learning. So one of the things I took from James Fitzgerald, who I have the world respect for, is a probably knows more than anyone I've personally ever met about health and fitness, Mm -hmm. like legitimately on that level. And something I love that he uses a lot in his answers, and this is where I'll kind of wrap it up, is he will often say, like when someone asks a question, well, what do you think about this? Or, you know, how does this work? We usually say, okay, what I believe is X. I've also put hundreds of clients through that same X and here's why I think that X will probably work for you, mm-hmm. but we don't know until we try. Yep. I'm oh, like, okay. dude, that's like, he could just be like, shut up on James Fitzgerald and listen to me. But <laughs> yeah. like his approach of like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I trust you for that reason. Yeah. Uh, and obviously you still at the end of the day, got to know your stuff, but yeah. it's also in how you present it in a way that's not arrogant, but also helpful. Cool. I like it. Yeah. I like it. These were, these were fun, man. These were good. Yeah. Thanks. I like it. Short, spicy episode. I hope you guys appreciate it. Looking forward to more of these with Mike. Happy Friday guys. Uh, And we're a couple days away from father's day. So to all the fathers out there, hope you have an awesome Sunday. Go get celebrated. Peace.